0: You're listening to A New Beginning with Greg Laurie, a podcast supported by Harvest Partners. For more ways to deepen and challenge your spiritual walk, enroll in Pastor Greg's free online courses. Sign up at Harvest.org.
1: When God looks at you, He doesn't just see you for what you are. He sees you for what you will become. He sees your potential. We can think about the present
0: and even think about the past. Pastor Greg Laurie points out God knows what's in your future because he's been there.
1: He doesn't see things the way you see things. You know, we see failure. God sees potential. You see a blank canvas. God sees a finished painting. You see a mess. God sees a message. This is the day.
0: remember Polaroid cameras. You'd look for the viewfinder, snap a picture, pull the film out of the back of the camera, and wait for the picture to develop before your eyes. Now, the photographer always knew what was coming because he saw what was in his viewfinder, but it was a surprise to everyone else. Well, today on A New Beginning, Pastor Greg Laurie reminds us, God knows what's developing in your life. He's already seen it. And so we need to trust that His plan is better than ours.
1: Now in our last message in Romans, we are introduced to three important words that every Christian should understand. They're justification, redemption, and propitiation. What is justification? Justification means that God has forgiven you of your sin, and in the place of your sin, He has put the righteousness of Christ into your account. One way it's been defined is just as if it never had happen. Number 2 redemption means a price has been paid for your sin. And now this tricky word propitiation. It means to appease the wrath of to appease the wrath of. So God had his righteous judgment. He poured it out not on you, not on me though we deserved it, but instead he poured it out on Jesus. So Jesus Christ appeased the wrath of God. You could say God took his own medicine, so to speak, as Jesus drank of the cup. So Paul's conclusion is there's nothing we can do to earn or deserve this. Well now he's addressing the law keeping religious Jewish person. The Jewish person that says, look, I'm one of God's chosen people, which is true. God established a covenant with us, which is also true. We confirm that covenant uh, through circumcision. That's right. And we have the law. So we don't really need to come through Jesus. We come in our own way. And Paul say, no, you come through Jesus. Those Gentiles, those non-Jews, they come through Jesus to God. But even you guys, with all of your benefits, still have to come through Jesus Christ. Well, they were not getting this. So he's playing it out. So Romans chapter 4. I read verses 1 to 3. This is the New Living Translation. Abraham was, humanly speaking, the founder of our Jewish nation. What did he discover about being made right with God? If his good deeds had made him acceptable to God, he would have had something to boast about, but that was not God's way. For the scripture tells us Abraham believed God and God credited to him as righteousness because of his faith. And this is really now a model of how to hang on to your faith when things are really hard. Look at Romans 4.16. Therefore the promise comes by faith, so that it may be by grace, and may be guaranteed to all of Abraham's offspring, not only to those of us who are of the law, but to those who are having the faith of Abraham. He's the father of us all, because God has made him a father to many nations. I mean, think about this. The Lord said to Abraham, first he gave him the name Abram. Abram. And you know what that means? Exalted father. And he had no kids. You think anyone ever made fun of him? Hey. Exalted father. How is it going? It is going good. How many kids you have now? Exalted father. None. All oh, right. Okay. And then God changes his name from Abram to Abraham which means father of many nations. So now it is an even bigger name. And still he didn't have A son. But here's the point. When God looks at you, He doesn't just see you for what you are. He sees you for what you will become. He sees your potential. He doesn't see things the way you see things. You know, we see in Abram, God sees in Abraham. You see failure, God sees potential. You see a blank canvas, God sees a finished painting. You see a mess, God sees a message. So he can look at you and say, Abraham, it's gonna happen. Count on it. He says, I'm gonna get you through this and I'm gonna bring these changes about you. say, but I don't see anything, Lord. It's still the same. He says, I know, but it'll happen. So you can stand on what his word says. Point number two. Despite his feelings and his circumstances, Abraham gave glory to God. Let me say that again. Despite his feelings, and his circumstances, Abraham gave glory to God. Verse 20, he brought glory to God. Abraham gave thanks before he had the answer to his prayer. Can you do that? Say, well, Greg, I don't have a lot to give thanks for this year. Excuse me, I assume you're alive because you just said that, which means God has given you life. God has given you your thoughts so you have something to be thankful for. Do you have salvation? Well yeah I have that. Well okay we are off to a roll here. Okay. Now you start adding things and start counting your blessings and there are many. Yes I know. But I have this problem over here. And I have this unresolved situation over there. Okay. I, ha- I understand that. But I give thanks to the Lord. What does the Bible say? Give thanks to the Lord when you feel good. No it doesn't say that. Nor does it say give thanks to the Lord when circumstances are good. Now what it says is give thanks to the Lord for He is good and His mercy endures forever. That is why I give thanks. Because God is good. So even if things aren't going well don't forget to say thank you. Abraham said thank you and gave glory to God before he had the answer to his prayer. And so this is an amazing thing. I mean, he's 100 years old. And there's no hint of a child in his future, but still he gives God glory. And what happens when we by faith give thanks to God despite our circumstances? Answer, your faith will grow stronger. Look at verse 20. Abraham never wavered by believing God's promises. In fact, his faith grew stronger. And in this he brought glory to God. Do you want your faith to grow? Let me ask you a question. How many of you want your faith to grow? Raise your hand. Okay. hate to break this to you. You just said, Lord, I want some trials on my life. (laughs) Uh, Can we redo that? (laughs) We have a little group that gets together before our first service starts. A bunch of volunteers. We have so many wonderful volunteers here at Harvest. They help you in so many ways every single day. They are helping you find your seat. They are ministering to your children. Helping you park your car. So many things that they do. And so they get together and we have a little time of prayer and worship. And, and uh, someone was asked the question uh, specifically, what are you thankful to God for today? And she said, I am thankful to God that I am going through a trial. Who says that? <laughs> she did. And then she said because Job says when you have tried me I will come forth as gold. Now there is a lady that understands why God allows trials in your life. We we want faith to grow in the sunshine and the good times. And it does to some degree. But real faith grows in the valleys. When the storm clouds are forming. When things are not making sense. And why does it grow? Because we hang on to God. And why do we hang on to God? Because we have nowhere else to go. And by the way that is not a bad place to be. So Abraham was hanging on to the Lord. And his faith was not wavering. Listen. Faith doesn't mean you check your brains at the door. Christians use logic. Christians think things through. And most importantly we think things through biblically. Faith is not opposed to reason, but sometimes it's opposed to feelings and appearances. I'm not going to let my emotions rule me. I'm not even going to let circumstances rule me. I'm going to say I still have faith regardless of that. Listen, faith is not the absence of thinking. It is focused thinking on God's Word.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie will have the second half of his message in just a moment. It's a joy to hear when these studies have truly impacted lives. Listen to these comments from one of our listeners. Hi, Pastor Greg. I wanted to tell you that after reading your Tell Someone book, my husband and I started a new ministry called The Good News Barbecue. We live in Ohio and have been doing a free Good News Barbecue and telling people about Jesus, and it's because of you. We've been making a difference in people's lives and seeing God working and changing hearts. I just want to say thank you so much. You put fire in my heart, and we have been on fire for Jesus because of you. Thank you. If you've had your life changed because of the ministry of Harvest, would you let Pastor Greg know? Just drop him an email, greg at harvest.org. Again, that's greg at harvest.org. Well, we're learning some important lessons today from the faith of Abraham. Yeah, Pastor Greg's message, Don't Stop Believing. Let's continue now.
1: Point number three, God overlooked Abraham's lapses of faith. God overlooked Abraham's lapses of faith. Verse 21, he was fully convinced God is able to do whatever he promised, and because of Abraham's faith, God counted him as righteous. Underline that phrase, fully convinced. Man, that is Generous. Fully convinced? Wait, this is the New Testament. The New Testament is saying he was fully convinced and he never wavered. Amazing. Let's go back to the Old Testament here for a moment and let's look at the story. Wait, never wavered? What about when you lied about your wife Sarah two times and said she was your sister? What about that time you went down to Egypt when you weren't supposed to go there? Hey, what about this and what about that? He had his lapses of faith, you see. But the point is, In the New Testament, that is not mentioned. And why is that? Because this is about justification. And God does not see you for what you were. He sees you for what you are now in Christ. And that past is behind you and it's forgiven. That's the difference. But he did have his moments. In fact, at one point, he took things into his own hands and created a big mess. Sarah came to him and said, honey, you know, I'm not seeing this having a child thing, but I have this, uh, handmaid and, uh, maybe you would like to go in and be with her, Hagar, and you could conceive a child with her. And that could be the fulfillment of God's promise. Abraham's like, okay, let's get going. <laughs> wait, wait, what? Really? Yeah. I like that idea. And sure enough, he went in and had sexual relations with Hagar and she got pregnant. She conceived and had a son and his name was Ishmael. So we sorted it all out. God, don't worry about it. We've got it covered down here. We found a solution. That was not God's solution and that was not what God wanted to do. And by the way, they had a lot of conflicts as a result of that and we still have conflicts to this day because of that. God still was gonna send His answer to the prayer and that of course would be Isaac. So don't stress out when things aren't going quickly enough and, and sometimes we'll have lapses of faith. And we feel like we're some kind of a failure. Everybody has lapses of faith. Everybody. There's people you look up to, oh, they have such great faith. They have lapses. I know them all. Trust me, they do. And I include myself. We all do. We all need encouragement. We all have moments, oh, I don't know if this is going to work. What am I going to do? Hey, Amen. You know, we're like that. We're human beings. We all have those moments. Remember when the church was praying for the deliverance of Peter from prison? And that's because James had already been put to death by King Herod. So the church went into intense prayer for Peter's deliverance. And while they're in a house praying for him to get out of jail, there's a knock at the door. A girl named Rhoda answers it and there stands Peter. And she didn't believe it was Peter. The point is they prayed for something and when God answered their prayer, they couldn't believe it actually happened. They had their moments of doubt. I like that one man who had the child in need And Jesus said, if you believe, this will happen. And he said, Lord, I believe. But then he added this, P.S., help my unbelief. Listen, you just come to God with as much faith as you have. Don't beat yourself up over the fact that you don't have super faith. You just come with the faith you have and believe God. Bringing me to my final point, number four. Abraham put his total faith in God despite the cost. He put his total faith in God despite the cost. Verse 17, Abraham believed in the God who brings the dead back to life and who creates new things out of nothing. Well Sarah finally did get pregnant and she did bring forth that child and his name was Isaac. And guess what Isaac means? Laughter. Why? Because that young boy brought a lot of joy to his mom and dad. The house was filled with so much joy That's why it was so hard when the Lord came to Abraham and said, Abraham, Abraham, take your son, your only son, whom you love, and offer him as a sacrifice to me. As the old man and his boy made their way up to Mount Moriah, Isaac asked, Father, and Abraham replied, Yes, my son. He said, Father, I see the fire and I see the wood. Where's the lamb for the burnt offering? Abraham replied, God will provide himself a burnt offering. You know, sometimes in religious literature, when you see the image of Abraham and Isaac, Isaac is just a little boy. But the reality is Isaac was a young man at this point. So he could have said, hey, Dad, you know, uh, I think I get the idea of where this thing is going and I'm not liking it. And I'm thinking since you're like what? Like 130 or whatever. You're so old. Why don't we sacrifice you? Okay? (laughs) The very fact that Isaac understood what was about to happen and was willing to die is a perfect picture of what would happen years later when God did the same thing in the same area when He sent His Son, His only Son whom He loved. What did Jesus say in John 3.16? For God so loved the world He gave His only begotten son. See at the last minute a reprieve came and Abraham did not take the life of Isaac. But when Jesus went to the cross to die in our place no last minute reprieve was given. The father took his judgment and poured it on Christ as though he had committed all of those sins so he could treat us as if we had never committed those sins. And Jesus died there for us voluntarily. Just as Isaac was willing to go along with the game plan of his father, Jesus submitted to the will of the father and no one took his life from him. He laid it down of his own accord. And why did he do this? Because he loves us and wants to have a relationship with us. Yes God can make all things new. Look at verse 17 again. God who brings the dead back to life and creates new things out of nothing. See, Abraham figured, hey, even if Isaac dies, God can resurrect him. God gave him to me. It's in God's hands. Well, God did bring Christ back to life. He rose from the dead three days later. And I love this statement where he says he creates new things out of nothing. Is your life a mess right now? I'm telling you, turn it over to Jesus Christ. Is your marriage failing Can God create a new thing out of nothing there? Yes, He can. Not through your human effort, but He can do it if you'll turn it over to Him. Whatever your issue is, He can bring a new thing out of nothing. But I must believe and ask Him to change me. I'm gonna come back to that question I asked in the very beginning. If you were to die tonight and you stood before God and he asks you the question, why should I let you into heaven? What would your answer be? I hope you wouldn't say, well, I'm trying to be a good Christian. Well, you're going to fall short. You're going to fail. Well, I, I, you know, I was baptized. That's not going to do it. Well, I, I, I was raised in a Christian home. Okay, what do you want? A medal? Congratulations. <laughs> But still, there has to be a moment when you say, I'm a sinner and I know Jesus died on the cross for my sin and I'm sorry for my sin and I turn from it and I put my faith in Him. Have you done that yet? If you haven't, I want to give you an opportunity to do it as we close now in prayer. Because in any of our services, there's always someone who maybe you think is a fellow believer but they don't have this hope of heaven. As you sit here right now, you're thinking, I don't know if I'll go to heaven or not. Who can know? You can know? I know. Well, that's arrogant. No, it isn't. Because God's given it to me as a gift, the gift of eternal life. I've received it. you can too. And you can leave harvested a knowing with certainty. You'll go to heaven when you die, and stand right before God with your past in your rearview mirror and a future with His plan ready to be laid out for you. That's better than any plan you ever had for yourself but you must come to him and say, Lord, forgive me. We're gonna close now in prayer. And I'm gonna extend an invitation for you to ask Jesus to come into your life so you can know with certainty that you will go to heaven when you die. Let's all pray. Father, thank you for your word to us. It's clear. It's concise. It's alive. It's powerful. And I pray for any person here listening, wherever they are, If they don't know Jesus yet, help them to come to you and believe so they can be forgiven of all of their sin. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen.
0: Pastor Greg Laurie with an important prayer. And if you'd like to make that kind of change today in your relationship with the Lord, Pastor Greg will help you in just a moment before we wrap up today here on A New Beginning. Well, Pastor Greg, we're making available the film Jesus Revolution on DVD, so many of our listeners have asked about that. Nice. Well, I read across a, a listener comment about the movie. This lady writes and says, My husband took my 86-year-old father to see the movie. Before it started, I handed him some tissue— He Mm. asked why. I told him he would probably get emotional during the movie because that was the era of his salvation. Mm. Well, Dad chuckled at me. But when the movie was over, he had used up all the tissue. (laughs) That's so beautiful. So this was Lionsgate's most successful movie since 2019. But... It's
1: now available to watch in our
0: own homes.
1: That's right. It's a great day, isn't it? It really is. And I want to add one more story to that gentleman's story. Uh, A lady writes me, great movie. My kids are 10 and 11, and they loved it. My son, who is 10, leaned over while the movie was playing and whispered, that he was sorry for being disrespectful, and he's planning to bring his Bible to school the next day so he could ask his friends to meet him at the pavilion at recess so he could tell them about Jesus. He said, I know, Mom, that might sound kind of scary, but I'm not scared because Jesus wants me to be bold. (laughs) So, you know, think about this. An 11-year-old boy and an 86-year-old man. Isn't that amazing? All touched by this movie. This is a multi-generational movie. There's not a lot of movies you could sit down and watch with grandpa, your mom and dad, your son and your daughter, and maybe even your grandkids. Mm. But this movie kind of covers multiple generations in such a powerful way. And we are very excited to announce that you can now order your own personal copy of the Jesus Revolution film, on DVD. Mm. That means you can watch it as many times as you want. You can show it to as many people as you want whenever you want. It was a blockbuster hit in the theaters, shocking many people. But I believe it was an answer to our prayers because we've been praying about this film for a long time. The movie Connects the movie impacts lives, the movie in a way does the heavy lifting. Here's your job. Just get someone who's not a believer to sit down and watch the movie with you. You could show it to him on your computer. You can show it to him in your front room. You can show it wherever you want to show it. And afterwards, there's a special message that I recorded that's uniquely on this DVD we're offering. It's about eight minutes in length where we shot it on a beach, as the sun was setting, really beautiful, and I pick up where the story of the film leaves off, and I tell a person how they can accept Christ and even lead them in a prayer. I'm telling you right now, you will see people come to Christ with this movie as a tool if you get them to listen to it and watch it. I think you might be surprised at what God will do. This is, I believe, the greatest resource we've ever offered— in the entire history of Harvest Ministries. So get your copy today, and I'll give it to you for your gift of any size. But I want to be upfront. We have to pay more for this resource than we normally pay. But we're not going to charge you. We're going to ask you to just send whatever you can, but please be generous so we can continue to teach the Word of God and proclaim the gospel right here in A
0: New Beginning. Yeah, that's right. And we so much appreciate your generosity. We'll be glad to send you Jesus Revolution on DVD, along with a free streaming code as soon as you contact us. Just give us a phone call at 1-800-821-3300. You can reach us anytime around the clock at 1-800-821-3300. Or write A New Beginning, Box 4000, Riverside, California, 92514. Or go online to harvest.org. Well, Pastor Greg, you mentioned that someone can become a Christian with just a simple prayer. Yeah. Maybe somebody would like
1: to do that right now. Could you help them with that? Sure. I'd love to. A simple prayer is right. In fact, I would like to just pray a prayer and I would ask you to pray it after me right now. Pray these words Lord Jesus, I know that I am a sinner. But I also know that you are the Savior because you died on the cross for my sin and you rose again from the dead. Jesus, come into my life and forgive me of every sin I've ever committed. I choose to follow you from this moment forward. Thank you for hearing this prayer. Thank you for answering this prayer, Lord. And I pray all of this in Jesus' name. Amen. If you just prayed that prayer and meant it, I want you to know on the authority of Scripture, God Almighty has heard your prayer, and He will answer this prayer. You are now a newly minted child of God. So congratulations, you've made the right decision, and welcome to the family of God. I want to send you a special gift because of that prayer you've just prayed. It's called the New Believers Growth Packet and in it is a copy of the New Testament in a very understandable translation called the New Living Translation. It also is filled with hundreds of notes that I wrote that will encourage you in this commitment you've made to follow Christ, and there's some other outstanding materials in this little packet I'll send you as well. So order your copy today, and let me be the first to say to you, congratulations and welcome to the family of God.
0: Yeah, and to get that free New Believers Growth Packet, just get in touch, and we'll be glad to send it right out. Just call us anytime at 1-800-821-3300. That's 1-800-821-3300. Or write us at A New Beginning, Box 4000, Riverside, California, 92514. Or go online to harvest.org and click the words, Know God. When we have peace with God, we can enjoy the peace of God. Pastor Greg digs into that next time. Hope for weary travelers. Join us here on A New Beginning with pastor and Bible teacher, Greg Laurie. The preceding podcast was made possible by Harvest Partners, helping people everywhere know God. Learn how to become a Harvest Partner, sign up for daily devotions, and find resources to help you grow in your faith at Harvest.org.